Hi, it's Dr. Nancy. I'm coming to you almost live. Um, we had a schedule change, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to recording this today. And I'm with um, Rachel Bennett, and she's a recent graduate of um, Bastyr University um, Naturopathic School, which is out in Seattle, Washington, is it? Is that right? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, Rachel's going to talk to us today about um, stress and um, managing it and making decisions about life. Um, she's very interesting so far from when I've talked to her. So um, go ahead and Rachel and share with us um, what you'd like to talk about today. Hello. So uh, I gave a talk at the women's uh, conference for naturopathic medicine in November about stress management. And whenever I talk about stress management, I like to talk about the nervous system and how we try to find balance in that fight or flight mode and that rest and digest mode. And we can tell our bodies to go towards rest and digest just through deep breathing. And there's different ways for you to find relaxation and get in that wave of calm and balancing that fight or flight, which we usually go through our day in. And it's different for everybody. For naturopathic medicine, it's all about individualized treatment plans and what works for you, because what works for you may not work for someone else. And so finding that thing that can calm you down the, the most efficient way is something to harness and go towards. And for me, it's deep breathing and really focusing on my breath. Yeah, it, it really calms you down when you do take the breath in and all. Do you have like a technique that you use that you do it? I, it's, you know, they say do the count for six in and six out or four in and six out. And when I really try to focus on that, the, the numbers never add up for me. And I feel like I'm struggling and it stresses me out more than I'm not catching on. So I just focus on the exhale because the exhale is what stimulates the vagus nerve, which is the nerve that runs that parasympathetic, that calm state in our body. So I'm regulating my nervous system by focusing on that exhale. And so I'll just inhale, get that deep breath, hold it for a second, maybe, and then just really let it go. And if I'm in public, I'm not going to just really let it go, but I will, you know, kind of control it a little bit more, but make sure I'm exhaling all that air out. And it just really feels great. So is it just the lungs? Do you fill your stomach or what do you do? Um, yeah, I like to expand my rib cage, you know, um, but it, it's all, it's about staying comfortable and not um, trying to do a certain thing, you know, and like I have to make sure I'm tucking my abdomen in on the exhale. No, you know, it's what, what do I feel comfortable doing? And then I let it happen and not, if you get caught up on the details and, being perfect, right? Then it's really easy to then go back in that fight or flight mode and get agitated. Maybe that's my problem with yoga. <laughs> <laughs> it's like be perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to do the perfect breathing and and I end up messing up. So it's over for me. <laughs> but it's the it's it's the little tweaks. It's the and and each time you feel a little bit closer and a little bit more comfortable in that position and you feel a little bit stronger. And that gives you the confidence to then step into it again. And the uncomfortable is where we really grow. You know, it's about building resiliency. And you, stress is a good thing. And that's, you know, kind of a huge point I like to make is that we all need stress. 
because that challenges the system so that we can then exercise that part of ourselves to strengthen it and be able to access it when we really need it. A lot of people come to me and they're like, you know, what do I do for stress management? I'm under all the, these demands and everything like that, you know, and I give them tools, but I, what I really want is to catch people before they're in that overwhelmed state and they can learn what works for them and practice and exercise it so that when those demands become overwhelming, it's an automatic thing that they can go to and it feels more comfortable. It's something they've strengthened and they remember it and they'll go to it more readily. Whereas if you're in a panic state, you don't even think about it. You don't even, it doesn't even occur to you to take a deep breath, you know, unless you've really been practicing it and, and, and harnessing that and strengthening that part of yourself. Is there any other little tools they can do if they're really stressed out? It, you know, if people like prayer, uh, people have sayings, people have mantras, um, or people like to just exercise, you know, I have a time with my dog every day where we go out on a walk and just being in nature, I feel it grounds me and knowing I'm going to do that every day. And when I don't, I notice how it, it's something I need now, you know, because it really helps me step outside of the day. And if I don't have that, it's, I need to do something else. You know, if you can't do what you rely on, then having the backup tools is helpful. So, so like, you, oh, sorry. What do you think a mom could do like during the day if she's got like a million things going on, kids are going nuts all over and she's just wired. Um, step inside the pantry and take a few breaths or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what popped in my head was why, why not bring the kids into it? Oh, you know, if they're going crazy, they're this source of like panic and energy that how are you going to ground yourself with them? Well, isn't it a nice way to like bring a new practice into their lives as well? Because we all need that. And I think as children growing up, learning something, a way to manage and regulate them will help them as well. So, you know, making it fun, doing, you know, lion's breath. I mean, that's a crazy thing to do, you know, and it's awkward, but with kids, I bet they love it and it'd be fun, you know? So bringing them in and making it a game and then everyone can kind of, uh, you know, get loose and calm down. And so what is lion's breath? What would you Oh, don't you don't, you don't have to make me <laughs> Google it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Rachel. <laughs> you know, it's it's the deep inhale and the like this forced exhale where you are just like <sighs> okay. like a lion. Oh yeah, they would love that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and just calling it lion's breath is fun. So <laughs> that is good. That's a good one. <laughs> Great. Um, anything else you wanted to share with everybody? Well, I think that, you know, we're, like I said, we're all under stress and we're always going to be under stress. And we tell ourselves things all day long, like there's not enough time in the day. I'm so busy. I'm never going to get all this done. But is that really supporting us in what we want to achieve? And what I find myself really striving to do is when I say, oh my God, I'm so busy. I say, oh my goodness, I am so productive. You know, if I'm busy, that means I'm doing things. I'm being productive. And I think that's more of a positive way for me to see it. 
and it motivates me and it gets me out of that stress state of I can't, I'm overwhelmed, you know. And so how can you, if you notice you're saying things that are negative or not as uh, supportive as they could be and engage yourself, then how can you reframe that and write it down if it helps and rewrite it in a different way and try to focus on that more positive, motivating, I can attitude, you know, and it can be very challenging when you are in it and you are so stressed and you're so overwhelmed. You're just like, I really can't, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's when, that's why building the practice can be so helpful. And then you can just harness those tactics and those tools a lot more readily. Um, Having a way to remind yourself you know, it's different for everyone and working with your clinician and whoever supports you on coming up with things that work for you and talking about it. Social support is huge. We, we're social beings and we need that. And I think it really helps us connect with others, but also feel supported, feel like we're not crazy and, you know, a totally different beast. It's like, no, everybody is going through the same stuff. And I think having that social support can kind of put it into context and just relieve a lot of that anxiety. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm, my husband's sitting here looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to her. <laughs> it's hard to reach out when we need things, you know? It, is. it really is hard. But once we start doing it and feeling uh, more connected and feeling more supported because we're doing these uncomfortable things and realizing it's actually good for us. You know, the more we step outside our comfort zone, <laughs> the, the, the more it's going to come easily. <laughs> it, it's all about exercising, right? Yeah. Not physically. Of course that's good. And you get endorphins and you feel better, but exercising those pathways of your nervous system and building habits and exercising those habits and having social support only helps strengthen that even more. I think it comes more quickly. Right. And then you rewire your pathways neurologically too when you start thinking that way. So Exactly. And you start telling, you know, you start restructuring the things you're saying, then you're firing different pathways and you're telling yourself positive things. Right. Yep. Great. Really, really, really good info. <laughs> um, I also know you wanted to mention something about um, supporting the a bill coming through legislature. You want to mention that real quick? Yes. I hope we can put a link in the bottom. Um, so in Indiana, nature paths are not licensed. And I went to an accredited university. And so in certain states, like the state of Washington, I can practice as a primary care physician and as a licensed doctor. But in the state of Indiana, we are not recognized. And so we have a bill that's going to be coming up and be voted on. And we need support for that. And we need to talk to our politicians and so that you have more access here in the state of Indiana to naturopathic medicine. There's not a lot of uh, licensed naturopaths in the state. The ones that are here and are licensed, they're not licensed in Indiana. They're licensed in other states, but they're practicing here in Indiana uh, to within a scope that isn't there, right? So we can't do a lot of things. I can't even take a blood pressure on somebody. Um, but... We are trained in so many things, counseling, nutrition, botanical, herbal medicine, physical medicine, but we cannot employ these things uh, in this state. And so we really want your support and uh, we'll provide the, the link to be able to support us and learn more about what naturopathic medicine is and how we can help 
Indiana. There is a, a lot of moms out there that are parents, I should say, that are looking for more natural alternatives and they're looking for natural doctors um, or do- some of the medical doctors that are more natural minded. Well, they're filling up. There's just no, you know, there's no one to recommend anymore. So this having natural paths licensed in our state would really benefit, I think, a big community here. So um, exactly. I definitely encourage the support of that that bill for sure. So we appreciate your support yeah. for sure. Well, thank you, Rachel. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us today. Um, really, really good information. And I think it's going to be really helpful and I'm going to practice that breathing myself. <laughs> Not that I'm under stress, but, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. And then we'll put the thank link below the video. For so much the bill. All right. Thank you.